Today's show is sponsored by our friends at distilleryproducts.com. I could talk about this forever. You already know the drill. If you need awesome laser edge glassware at wholesale prices and you are a bourbon group, you are a store, you're a distillery, you got to talk to the folks at distilleryproducts.com. Reach out to me. I would be happy to get you in touch with them. They have amazing prices and do amazing work at distilleryproducts.com. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Orca Coolers. Make this summer the coolest summer ever with Orca. They have something for everyone from American-made, lifetime-guaranteed hardside coolers to stainless steel whiskey barrel tumblers. They're ready to have your name on it. I got a hard cooler, a soft cooler. I got a few of these whiskey barrel tumblers. I'm getting ready to make my barbecues awesome. Use code DADS20 for 20% off of your order at Orca Coolers. That is code DADS20. Adds 20 and you're going to get 20% off. And that actually means something pretty substantial when you go to get a new cooler. So check them out. OrcaCoolers.com. Use code DADS20 for 20% off. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Action 24-7. You want action? Get in on the action with Action 24-7, Tennessee's only sports book by Tennesseans for Tennesseans. And y'all have no idea right now how pumped I am. I know I had big news. I wanted to get out to you last week, but now this week it's good to go. Use code DADS100 and they will match up to $400 of your first deposit. Same code, more money. Use code dads 100 they will match up to 400 bucks of your deposit check it out there's mlb stuff going on there is soccer stuff going on insurance on all of them preds home games check out all the specials when you go into the app at action247.com or get the app on your phone use code dads 100 and get in on the action everyone my name is john edwards and with me as always is zeke baker and together we make the dad's drink of bourbon wherever you are whatever time it is thank you for making us a part of your day and since zeke said i sounded melancholy in the last episode i want to make sure i am full of energy this episode so zeke baker how are you does this mean we got a new sponsor did you finally get bang energy no but you (laughs) the most lethargic sounding asshole i have ever heard cannot be talking about my energy like the funny thing is i'm sitting there listening to the last episode that i edited first off i will tell you yes i messed up yes did we record starlight the other night and then after starlight we recorded it and then i was going to put out the castle and key episode and yes i labeled the episode starlight i'm sorry my bad it was really castle and key i had a whole lot of messages of people that said hey john this episode was really castle and key it wasn't starlight and i was like oh this is what zeke does to me he gets me in this mood i don't know what the hell is going on like is this what you do to women like you just get them in a mood and then they can't think rationally like you are such an ass talking about my energy level 
So I am giving you 150% tonight. So anyways, I apologize to everyone for labeling the episode wrong. I fixed it, thought I fixed it in time, fixed it on Apple, fixed it on Spotify, then realized it was not fixed on YouTube. So then I had to go in individual, like we're, we're posted in too many places and I have to go back and fix it. And I'm sorry I didn't get everywhere. And I'm sorry I messed up. Blind Squirrel does not find a nut 99% of the time. And then sometimes he finds a nut. Well, that's where I was even more confused because folks, <laughs> a couple of our group messages messaged, and I'm like, oh, mine, it clearly says what it is. Like, I don't, what's the problem here? Like, I just listened to Castle and Key, and it, it was Castle and Key. Like, what is the problem? I'm like, the other one should be coming out today. Like, are y'all slow? And they're like, no. And I'm like, I don't even know. Could be my iPhone, too. You know, that thing gives me fits. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were up to a five now. Eh, depends on which one I'm using that day. You know, they break a lot. You do go back and forth when it slips and falls in the tub, and then you got to bust out the other one. Although, so I will say randomly about this, this kid I work with, he's talking about dropping his iPhone in the toilet. And I'm like, well, what were you doing with your iPhone in the toilet? He's like, well, actually, I was getting ready to go out. I'm like, well, what's that got to do with an iPhone and a toilet? He's like, well, I was sitting there, and I was listening to music. And I'm like, well, even if you put it like on the back of the commode or whatever, like, how does it go in? He's like, I... I I don't know. It just kind of happened. No, there's something that he doesn't want to say because it's embarrassing. (laughs) No, he told me he wasn't coming off of it. And I was fine. He's like, well, look, man, the only advice I'll tell you when you're in a random bathroom or a stall or whatever, and you go to put your phone down, you put it on the shit ticket holder. Like, don't put it on the back of the commode. Except if the shit ticket holder is rounded. And then it doesn't no, work. Those, dub- those doubles are flat, though, you know? Yeah, but there. not all of them have the doubles. Some have the big round one, and it's like, you don't want to be doing that. But unless he was sitting on the commode and he's skinny, like, is this a skinny man? Because I could- No, honestly, I've, I pried a little and thought maybe a little bit more. I wasn't going to waste energy, but to not have been using any aspect of the, uh, the commode, but to have a phone on it and then somehow it falls in it, even if you're presumably not there, I, I don't know. I, it's par for the course with, course with this one's all I'll say. Because what I will tell you, full of energy my friend what i will tell you is one of the advantages to being as big as i am you are a smaller individual you don't understand this is when i sit on the commode there is no room for a cell phone to fall in it's like one of those things they sell they were on shark tank it's the thing that goes between the seat of your car and the center console you know how you could put something there to protect it from stuff falling in there you haven't seen that but i not really but i get the concept Yeah, that's my body. My body is one of those things that's between the seat and the console. Nothing's getting through and everything's protected. At this point, I just think all the people are nervous. You're going to try to explain to us how you pee when you're sitting on the commode and nobody needs that. No, I'm not trying to explain that. You kind of ruined it for me because I was going to say standing up is a different story. You brought up my love life. I'll spoil yours too. What? My love life is going number one on the commode. No, you just said you kind of ruined it for me. Oh. <laughs> All right, Zeke, you got us a blind. I want to say with peace and love before we get started here, all of y'all that are sending us five sample blinds, we love you. We appreciate you. Three to four are so much easier. Five is a lot to go through in a night. So if you are sending us blinds and we love you for it, And we have no idea what they are. Zeke has an envelope with answers. But if you are sending us a blind, 
please send us three to four tops. Three is really more preferable. Three is more manageable. Five is just a lot for us to taste through and have to give notes, especially when we record after the kids go to bed. In the future, I guess we could always kick one out. And then whenever we redo the reveal and say what it is, say this is the one that didn't make it. But what if it was the best one? Or like we just randomly, we have to close our eyes and randomly pick one bottle and that one sits out? I mean, I know we don't always agree, but surely we could find a way to agree on a common illusorator instead of a denominator. Illusorator. Is that <laughs> is that one of those doctor words you have? It's got enough syllables. It just doesn't start with anything with Latin. If it started with a Latin prefix, that would definitely be a doctor word. Although for wordplay, <clears throat> I did hear this radio ad the other day. And it's talking about some company and they make like screen printing, stickers, something else. And the guy literally says, the cows. The cows? Yeah, I'm not really paying attention. I'm like, what in the hell is this guy doing? Cows. Like, what the, what is this guy talking about? And so it plays, you know, once or twice more through the, you know, their hook or whatever. I finally realized he's talking about a decal. <laughs> Honest to God, the way he says, like, and we do decals. And I'm like, what's a decal? Like, de-nutting them? Like, or something? Like, what's he talking about? You were like, I don't know what you want to do with the cows. <laughs> I mean, literally, it threw me off for a good minute or two. I was like, man, this would be a good one. Redneck's gone wrong. So anyways, tell me about this blind, because you were the one who got the blind. It's your friend. Tell me more about who gave us five samples. Uh, this came from a guy I met through Tark. We'll, we'll leave somewhat unnamed in case uh, folks that listen could uh, get him in trouble for whatever reason. I don't know. I, he's going to get, but anyways, it's Tarek with Elixir Spirits in Spring Hill, Tennessee. Go check him out. That is how Zeke would be down at the store. And this person, what's his first name? It's a, it's a patron that no longer lives there. So I'm, I'm the now facilitator for when uh, Tarek gets picks. And since, you know, he doesn't live in Spring Hill, I, I help uh, facilitate getting those to him. I'll just leave it at that. He listens to our show and, and wanted to send us you know, some random blinds to see what we came up with or thought about them. And as we've mentioned in a few shows uh, recently and previously, we're, we're trying to, to get back through some of these that folks have been gener generous enough to send. Our apologies, as always, for uh, being a little behind and slow there. But we will get there, asterisks, as long as we don't lose them. Well, I typically tend to name these episodes a blind from blank. So if you want me to just say a blind from John Doe, like you don't even want to say his first name. It was something in my phone. I don't want to go find it. Oh, he asked that he remain nameless. Yeah, it was something to do with work or who might listen. And I don't know. I, I, I try to pry when folks tell me stuff like that. We'll just say Tarek's friend in New York. Okay. You are actually sending him the pics from Elixir Spirits. I feel like he would like you a little bit more than some of these pores suggested. I thought there was a good range. Um, I also was uncertain on a couple of these as if you want to keep that whole love life theme going. Two and a half out of these five um, kind of had the tops chewed off of them by someone's dog. You think the dog spit kind of affected the 
The taste profile. A little bit of, there's been a little bit of air exposure to these for a little bit of time. I didn't quite catch it at first. The volume looked good, but um, if extra air time got to mine, that could be the, the reason for any difference in, in mine and your notes on these. I think it might have been the bottles used or maybe the fact he didn't like you. There were a couple of these that were a little bit off. Let's just dive on in. I mean, we've got five of these. Time's a-wasting like the, uh, was it June Carter line? Yeah, let's go, time's a-wasting. It's a good song. Anyways, let's talk about you have the envelope. Do you have it ready? I do. I, I, I just went and grabbed it. I realized that you mentioned it a minute ago that I'd uh, forgotten that part of the episode. I am actually drinking a side pour tonight. I'm taking it back old school. My side pour for the night, by the way, is the Parker's Heavy Char Rye Whiskey from a couple years ago. It's eight years old, 105 proof. Good stuff, but that's my side pour. I needed a side pour. Well, how does it seem compared to your memory of it? It's good. I mean, remember, we talked about that whole thing with Castle and Atlas. We did that yeah, show. I, mean, I remember all that. I just remember there was some contention about airtime and, and after, you know, revisiting down the road, which, you know, a lot of folks could seem to flip between which one they thought was better between the Parkers and the Russells. So I just didn't know if your, your memory was still on par or not. I still like blending them together and doing the half and half. And I would probably go straight up. You know how much I love Parkers, but I think that cornerstone edges out the Parkers just a little bit, even with the airtime. Fair enough. Okay. Before you open this envelope and with great power comes great responsibility. So I hope you're ready for this. Normally I have the envelope. I'm not bitter or anything. I'm not feeling out of my element or anything, but before you do this, I need you to tell me how did you rank these? So for the first sample, I I ranked that the lowest. I gave it a five. The second sample, which sidebar, the aforementioned dog must have liked the most is it is the lowest of all these I have. And it's not for me. Number two, I I put as my fourth. The third one I put as second. Fourth was three. And the final one was uh, tops for me. All right. So we agree that five was tops for me. I went five. This is going to make a lot of sense to you after the fact, but I went five, one, four and then two and three were tied you rank number one as your second so five one four and then two and three were kind of math for you five tasted really good to me one and four i ranked where they were just because i got a taste and a nose two and three i ranked where they were because i got no nose and just a stringent perfume on the taste so i wonder if there was something with the bottles here so basically i just ranked sample number one and sample number four where they were because i got a taste and a nose so well enough random numbers so five was just clearly above the rest and then it could have been the other four than five for me that's too many numbers and i'm sitting here with you and i'm not even writing them down and anybody listening i can imagine may have just had a wreck or killed a squirrel all right so as i peel back the envelope zeke and john i like it when they put me first Hope all is well in Nashville. Enjoy the podcast and wanted to send you a drink as a thank you. I know I love a good blind and haven't heard one on the show in a bit, so I thought it would be a fun way to share a drink. Hope you enjoy your friend. 
I just want you to know that as I say this, I am very appreciative. There are a lot of variables here. You are our friend. Come back down, visit us, have some pours with us. There's a lot that can happen when it goes in a sample bottle. It's also going to be, um, you know, very tough to beat out the Tommy Bahama. I mean, that. <laughs> I think the hell of a benchmark. I think the dog ate mine too. Can I use that excuse? <laughs> Interesting. I love these. I really do. The look on Zeke's face, you can't see it. I'm kind of giving you a play-by-play, but he's just like, oh, man. So, like, the last one's going to be ETL or something. That's what I love about this because what I'm noticing right now is there's something that burned him pretty good. All right. So, the unveiling here. Number one is Breckenridge Bourbon Whiskey coming in at 86 proof. Number two is a Nashville Barrel Co. Straight Rye Whiskey, single barrel pick from Frugal McDougal. Eight years old, barrel 1213. I'm really not sure if this is the one I picked or not. That's what uh, <laughs> has me laughing pretty good here. I really don't know. I just looked for a, a bottle, and I, at least like right here, I, I can't find one. I'm not going to turn the house upside down. <laughs> no, because that was a seven-year pick, wasn't it? Swear that's what I think. No, a hundred percent. That was a seven-year pick. The one that you picked for Frugals was seven years. Well, I knew they got two. And that's when at first I was like, "Oh shit, did I rank my own pick that low?" And I was like, "Hold on, maybe it's not the one I picked." Like I wouldn't have talked so much shit. I thought this was an older blind that you had sitting around for a while. I mean, this sounds like it's a fairly new blind. But anyways, continue. At least I feel better about that's the one the dog loved. Number three, Smoke Wagon Straight Bourbon Whiskey Astor. I can't know if I say it right, but anyway, Astor, Astor, whatever, up in New York. A eight-year single barrel pick, barrel five zero eight, coming in at one sixteen point eighty four proof. Number four was Foursquare two thousand and seven in quotations Barbados Rum X Bourbon Cask. 12 years old, released in 2019, coming in at 118 proof. I have that one. And the final one, wow, is a 1792 full proof from Superior Discount Liquor Store in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And obviously with being the 1792 full proofs, it's coming in at 125 proof. The overview here, that somewhat makes sense to me for a number of reasons. And the reason I will say are as follows. I feel like I'm doing a dissertation, like here's my thesis and then I will back it up. So two and three, I thought were related in some way, shape or form because there were characteristics about them and the way that the whiskey opened up. I'm not talking about tasting notes, but the fact that I didn't really get a nose at first And then the more I put it down, I said, this really needs to open up. I will show you my notes. It says, had to try too hard to get anything opens up. Feel it would do more with more time, which I don't have right now. Just not sure how you call that related. It would be like saying you had two pours of whiskey and they were related because they were whiskey. No, but I felt the same way on the nose for number three. Both of these are MGP, asshole. They're both from the same distillery. Smoke Wagon and Nashville Barrel Company both originate at MGP in Indiana. One's a rye, one's a bourbon. 
Yes, but there are characteristics of the distillery itself, the fact that the whiskey took longer to open up. I wasn't saying that the taste profile was the same. I was saying that there are characteristics that are similar. So let's go ahead and mark the record for all future instances. When it takes a while to open up or there's no nose, by default for Edwards, it has to be MGP. No, I didn't say MGP. I just (laughs) said I wonder if they're related in some way, shape, or form. It was not MGP. It was just related. They could have been kissing cousins for all I care. I mean, we've had a lot of 1792 foolproof picks that were really good. People haven't talked about them as much. I feel like they were talked about more in 2017, 2018. They were really hot. You think Lincoln Road had a few good ones. The J squared barrels guys had a few good ones. I feel like they were talked about before a lot. Tarek, we picked one. I picked one with Tarek and Elixir that was really good. I just feel like people haven't really talked about them a lot. They're still really solid and they're 50 bucks. It's hard to go wrong with a 1792 foolproof. Fair enough. So are are you going to do any notes here or are you getting, are we getting the, uh, the summary version of this dissertation? I did quick notes. I did as well. I have nothing more than really one line for any of these. I didn't do any nose. I just went straight palette. Like you said from the get go, there were five of these and I didn't want to, you know, overly consume a ton of time here. Okay. So number one for me, which was Breckenridge. This was actually my first time trying Breckenridge. I said the nose was black licorice and the taste matches the nose for me. One for me, I put down that it was thin, smoky, and I thought it was possibly a scotch or a different type of whiskey. Fair. I actually just got a message from Tarek as we're recording And he just said, you're on it, listening to Starlight episode, but tasting notes are for Restoration Rye. (laughs) How is my phone correct? I'm still baffled by this. Because I fixed it at six o'clock this morning. I got up and I went, oh crap. Or yesterday morning. It was yesterday morning. I fixed it at six o'clock in the morning. Well, I know. And he's just now sending you the message. I don't know. All right. What do you got for number two? Stay focused. I had to try too hard to get anything. It opens up a little bit on the nose, but I said the taste initially was very perfumey, and I just wonder, it was a little hot as well. I think it just needs to open up and it will smooth out, because I've never had an NBC that tastes like, like, that's the crazy thing that makes you think about the samples, because I've never had an NBC that tastes like this. Being the eight-year, that run's still pretty new, and it It ranges well from what I've had. Uh, My notes on that one, I put down that as soon as it hit the tongue, it just jumped out. I thought it was a fairly grassy rye uh, as part of that jumping out initial flavor. Mid to back, it kind of moved into more like a copper and pine type tasting. And I almost thought it might be a wine finish. It it just kind of had a drying sweetness on the back end. Really did some light tasting on this, but that was my kind of quick synopsis there for that one. And in the realm of the the four other pours, you know, it's kind of one of those things where like if you're in a rye mood, you you just dive into rye forever. And when you have one out of four other ones, um, I think it kind of maybe got the uh, you know sore thumb or, or, or bastard child type treatment here, just because it was the the oddball on the the, the mash. 
I think you're right about that in a lot of ways. I really do like your notes. The copper and pine make sense. I just said perfumey. You went more <laughs> the script, but it was just a little bit hot thing. The heat is something that MGP does normally bring. It's an eight-year rye, right? Eight years, a 114.74 proof. And again, that's the you know the second run of of barrels they put out, so it, it's it's different than the those original sevens. So I'll, I'll give it that to say the least. What about number three, the Smoke Wagon Aster pick? That one, I mean, I think God always it threw me off maybe the most, and my notes are also admittedly bad here, but it was it just kind of confused me. I thought it was a kind of bourbony pour. Then kind of rye-ish because it had some heat that popped up toward the middle. It was fairly thick and none of the flavors ran off in any direction, but concentrated wise, it kind of had something going on. And I really thought it might be a Four Roses if I had to guess what it was. Just the way some of those, um, you know, higher tier mashes, the the heat towards the middle of the back kind of overwhelms the profile sometimes. That was kind of what popped up in my head. Definitely kind of a a little bit off profile to me for what I think of with MGP bourbons. Traditionally, that's kind of where most of the smoke wagons I've had are. And I I haven't had a ton, so don't don't put much weight into that. But what I've had have been more novel than what I would think of as like, you know, OG smooth ambler type stuff. I just said I had to work really hard to get a nose and the taste was a little bit hot. I mean, there were similarities to two where I couldn't really get a lot off of it. You know, and that's the thing with a single barrel is every single barrel is going to be a little bit different. I don't know if the dog ate this one too. This one has the best lid of any. Well, there you go. Maybe he just ate mine. What did you get for number four, which was the four square rum? Yeah, so four, I I don't know about you. I, I thought this was pretty noticeable i just put out it was sweet with an exclamation point i said i think it's rum but if i'm wrong it could possibly be light whiskey at a lower proof and then i just put down all i taste really is cane sugar and booze i got spray paint (laughs) well the lid is completely gone on this one so i'm gonna have to chalk this one up to the dog I thought it was rum 110%. Like, if you didn't get rum out of this, I'm worried about you, kind of. I said the nose is spray paint and the taste is spray paint. And I have this rum. I do have this rum. The bottle is on my shelf. I mean, you poured your sample from mine, so mine's got even more airtime to it with no lid. I mean, I said I could tell it was a rum. Not lying. I could tell it was a rum, but this is like a spray paint. It, you, it's so sweet. If you can't nose it and tell it's a rum, something's wrong with you. Yeah. I mean, just like we kind of talked about, or I talked about the the one rye, you know, having a little bit of the redheaded stepchild kind of feel to it. This was a, a, a complete 180, but at the same time, like, oh, I mean, if I got this one wrong, then, you know, go ahead and uh, put me to bed, knock me out and <laughs> tell me to try again tomorrow. Last but not least, the 1792 foolproof. What do you get? <laughs> the first note that I have, and I felt really good about this. I, I, I thought about it for a minute. It reminded me of those tiny little heart-shaped candies from Valentine's Day. The ones that have like the two and three word little like quips on them, you know? I thought it was soft. It reminded me on the front half of somewhere between peaches, pear, and honey on the back half i got chocolate and oat or oak i'm sorry chocolate on the, and on the back half i got chocolate and oak tell me you found those notes before <laughs> i cannot but 
I will tell you that I felt like out of all of the pours, this was the most developed and the most mature pour. It felt like it had the most complexity. It was fruity as hell. I mean, the best way I can describe this pour is just fruity, bold, full, mature. It was like, as we were tasting the other four, when I got to five, I was just like, oh, this one knows who it is. And the other four were still kind of figuring it out. Just 1792 foolproof is a beast. It's hard to beat. It was just super fruity and full. Like the mouth feel was full. I didn't feel thin. I didn't have to work to get a nose. Everything about it was just like old, old reliable. You know, it was like a good Ford Taurus. <laughs> I mean, it was like, a, uh, it was, you know what? <laughs> no. No, you gotta leave that. It's so good. No. It was like a Ford Windstar van. Like, it's a minivan. It is going to get you where you want to go. It's going to be safe. There's room if you want to put the seats down. You can get a whole barrel in there if you want to. That's why Zeke wants a minivan. Dude, I've said it. You only got one kid. I got two. I would not be ashamed to roll in one, but... Based on your metaphor, I feel like that's a much more um, deep down uh, memory. So I was just going to ask how many dates you went on in a minivan. None. And or how many times you dropped the seats down. <laughs> no. I mean, there has been a loose love life theme in this show. I, I figured I might as well keep rolling with it. What are you, Dr. Drew? You're the one that has memories of a Ford Taurus. I don't have memories of a Ford Taurus. I never owned a Ford Taurus. I actually had a Chevy Lumina. I had a Mitsubishi <laughs> Diamante. My, I don't know what that is. My first car was a Mitsubishi Diamante, or my second car was a Chevy Lumina. I will say, so back to this uh, blind. In the realm of 792 foolproof picks, this sticks out really well. I mean, I think the, the normal dig most people, and obviously including myself, would, would say is a lot of Barton just comes out hot for whatever reason, but this thing was so soft and drinkable and the front end, like you said, I mean, fruity, aromatic, and then the back just had a really good uh, chocolate malt oak wood component, uh, not too much by any means, but as much as I would say neither one of us really used the word complex, just because it's kind of reserved for when it, it happens. I mean, I, I, I would have to say this is a pretty damn complex pour in the sense of it really gives you all you want front to back and just uh, as it moves across you just enjoy it agreed i mean other than patrick stevie this is probably the best thing to come out of wisconsin (laughs) (laughs) this was fun i love these shows this is a lot of fun and thank you to the no-name man like should we call him mr x parks friend from elixir that lives in new york (laughs) So the name of the episode is going to be a blind from Targ's friend who lives in New York. All right. Just don't call it um, Restoration by Castle and Key or Starlight. (laughs) Well, thank you all for listening. Thank you to Mystery Man for sending us samples. Really appreciate it. Zeke, the folks can find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Find us wherever you download your podcast. Chances are you already have because you're listening right now. And thank you for that. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Go Nashville, Tennessee. Cheers. Ciao.